dame sonido, Babilo. Soy mal criada, Molly me prendió. 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 Bienvenidos a Radio Menea, y'all. My name is Vero Valletti Flores. And I'm Miriam Soila Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latina artists that we love, and this week we're so hyped to have una invitada muy especial who's been on the show before. Bienvenida, Jenny Mota. Hola, hola. I'm Yay. so happy to be back. Yes. Thank you for joining us. And you have a very special event that you're going to talk about. And that's why you're here. But we we asked you to pick some music connected to that event. And so let's take another listen to your first pick, which is Molly y Creepy by La Mas Dal y Braulio Fogón. <laughs> Peinando la pista, freno de Babylon cerca de Guachupita. Pa' darle una pelota maldita, la nalga la tiene grande y eso es lo que más me cita. Tiene tu cuarto de tigre, no necesita. Y Policlip sin coteo, eso es lo que se merita. Policlip sin coteo, eso es lo que se merita. Policlip sin coteo, eso es lo que se merita. Policlip sin coteo, eso es lo que se merita. Policlip sin coteo, eso es lo que se merita. Policlip sin coteo, eso es lo que se merita. Policlip sin coteo, eso es lo que se merita. Policlip sin coteo, eso es lo que se merita. Policlip sin coteo, eso es lo que se merita. Yo con una alta, alta que ni el diablo me la quita. All right, so tell our listeners about this event that you've been working on. It sounds so cool. Yeah, so, um, and thank you for highlighting this event. It's been a super interesting experience, and we're really excited. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we'll get into it yeah um but realistically it's it's historic in itself it's the first um venue event that is creating space for the dominican movement of mujeres en el movimiento mm. so you know for those that don't know dominican music has its own music ecosystem and the way it lives is by you know artists perform at clubs And sometimes artists will perform two to three clubs at night in DR. And that is actually reflective here in the States too. So when they do tours, it's like club tours. Mm-hmm. Um, now with hard ticketing, this is, a, this is so revolutionary because now these women are be creating and getting visibility in the hard ticketing space, you know? So labels, brands, um, A&R is like, it's a new type of visibility that we'll, that we're serving the women in um, and an experience for La Cultura too in United Palace, which is is such a staple in our community. Yeah. And every artist, Sea Osuna, Bad Bunny, todo el mundo ha pasado. I remember when Bad Bunny played in Like, it's kind of like, you know, it's levels in in, in this artistry. Mm-hmm. When you hit United Palace, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is the make it or break. If you sell this, this shit out as an artist, like, All right, you're like you're gonna. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility, you, you know. And so, by hard That's, ticketing, you mean like instead of just you show up at a club and they're headlining, it's like you actually buy tickets for their show. Yes, so it's like Ticketmaster, okay. and then it also it goes into data and anal and and analyzing how these demographics work with your artists as well. So those are it's it's a very different space to bring these artists in, and you know. Diana from the owner of MTW Live, like she thought about this and had this idea for a really long time and she decided mm. to do it this year. And she is from that world, you know? And this this is culture shifting, like this type of event, because Dominicans as a cultura were used to going to a club and watching an artist and buying our hookah and mm-hmm. a table. So it's a very different atmosphere than what we're used to. So we are competing with culture and we are competing with promoters and clubs and nightlife, you know, for this event. So it's been an interesting experience for me uh, to experience this because I I normally do nightlife (laughs) as a host. I used to do nightlife. So yeah. yeah. um, Uh, it was interesting to see this in a closer, more intimate way, um, especially internally now that I'm, you know, working alongside with Diana and, 
and she brought me in as a host and I'm really excited that she brought that visibility to me too because she um she appreciates so much of what I've done for Dominican culture and for Dominican women. And she just wanted to create like moments for me too, to be a part of this. And I appreciate that a lot. It's It's been a really dope experience. Yeah, that's really dope. And I'm glad that you're getting that visibility too. Uh, for folks that have been listening to us for a minute, you'll remember that Jenny came on for an episode on Dominican Dembo back in like 2019 or something, maybe 2020 um about yeah like just talking about sort of like the rise that was such an interesting moment in Dominican Dembo it was um you know people were like what is this like on a more like global um even like Latin level right like outside of the DR a lot of people didn't necessarily know um what that was and we're starting to like hear about like El Alfa you know like on Bad Bunny albums and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so um so I'm really glad to to hear that you're getting some of that visibility because you really have been doing this work for a minute um whether it's talking about mujeres talking about queer folks um and and how all of those folks are really sort of really instrumental to how Dembo works thank you it's been it's been a ride and it's been nice to have Radio Manea (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you (laughs) oh great um, so tell us a little bit about how this idea came about. You said that Diana came up with it. Um, but like, I know that coming from like thinking of an idea to like full execution, it's such a process, right? So how did this come about? When did y'all realize, okay, this is actually happening? Um, yeah, tell me about that. So I've I've met Diana in the past because aside from, um, you know, creating events, she's also a really dope, like, uh, experiential producer. So a Mm. lot of these experiences and productions that you'll see, like, with Amazon and HBO in person are done by her company. Um, And she's such, she's so intentional and really good at creating experiences for people. And, um... Uh, she reached out to me a few months ago and we had a really long conversation on her idea and how, you know, this isn't the first idea that she had related to women. She actually actually she actually wanted to pitch Carol G when Carol G wasn't as glowing mm-hmm. as she was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was really fighting for women like her and other women. And a lot of the feedback was that women don't sell. Ooh. Um, wow. <laughs> last year, she created uh, Chimbala's first, like, huge mm. moment in United mm-hmm. Pacific. Like, he brought in a lot of Dembo artists, too. And, you know, after that experience, and even before that, she had always had this uh, inclination of making sure she was create she would create something for women. And with seeing yeah. how far, you know, Dominican music is going and how little rep- proper representation Dominican women are getting, because remember, um, the women that are leading are honestly dragged by Latin media. Like, yes. Um, Yailene is now being categorized and has a, a softer narrative now uh, through media, but media was genuinely harassing that poor girl for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of the women that are pretty much the culture have gone through a lot of scrutiny with Latin media. And um, she felt it was really important that if Dominican music is such a big moment right now with Latin music, if we are what people want to use for culture and for, you know, genre inspo, then we need to make sure we're creating an event that's highlighting the women mm. that, you know, are the faces of that, you know? That yeah, makes a lot of yeah. sense. I'm, I feel like it's really important that you talk about how much these women are often dragged in the media. And I, you know, it's something that happens so much. And it's very also like, you've seen it clearly because there's like with Jailing, because there's such a clear comparison with how people talk about Carol G who like dated Anuel and left Anuel and Jailing who like mm-hmm. dated Anuel and left Anuel. Um, <laughs> and like, just like the ways that it's so classed and raced, right. In uh-huh. addition to gendered mixed in with all of that and how yeah. like, um, you know, most of the women who are a part of this are like race and class in a way that like Latin media loves to drag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and fans, too. Um, anyone that would say that racism doesn't exist in Latin media, the best way that I would shut them up is literally bringing a picture of Yailene and seeing all of the comments that said mm-hmm. one 
Wow. Like, Ugh, like um, yeah. you know, comparing her to animals that normally Black people are compared to, Ugh. like dogs and animals. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the things that they were saying, okay. comparing her to Carol G. And, you know, I it, it's sad because brown and black women, specifically black women, um, I would say girls, black girls, you know, they're yeah. not getting the grace to be girls or children. Mm -hmm. You know, um, people forget that she was literally like 20, 19 when Anuel and her got together. Yeah. Like she's a baby, you know, she's a, mm, she's a baby. Yeah. And, for the media to take advantage of that situation, regardless of what it was, you know, people say it's right. marketing, say whatever, regardless of what it is, like, you know, the way that there was ob an obvious attack towards her as a person and what mm -hmm. she, um, which is El Barrio, which is Barrial, which is what Carol G in most cases tend to include in her aesthetic. So it's like, yeah. you know, <clears throat> And I bring this to even my community. One of my my one of the video clips that went viral during the media tour that we did in DR that I had was a clip of me saying how, as a community, you know, the men specifically in our community, they're e they easily accept a woman from an outside country than the Dominican Republic, mm -hmm. or even you know supporting one of our own it's important <laughs> that the women that are fighting in this movement are being seen and heard and um yeah. Yaline specifically i i feel like when we talk about media bias there's a huge that that's a really great example of how someone um who is caribbean who is um not non-white is easily categorized as ratchet um and disgusting and nasty and how many other women who are in this same genre on a global level uh, sometimes costume the same thing mm -hmm. that she's doing mm -hmm. and right. don't get this type of screw in me, you know? And right. um, I've been thinking a lot about that. And I'm, I'm actually really excited for her. She just dropped the bachata and she's getting a lot of mm. light right now. She's getting a lot of good energy. Um, yeah. and it's just sad that she had to go through the experience that she did, but it's also a learning lesson for those that don't believe in media bias or don't think that there's racism in Latin America either. Yeah. Well, Why don't we... we've been talking about Yailing. Shall we listen to her? Yes. yes. All right. So this song is Yailing La Mas Viral and Shadow Blow. It's called Solo Tuyo. to a few folks tell us about the artists that are going to be um at the um at this at this event um what are you most excited about tell yeah just tell us about how who they are and what they've been up to yeah well first and foremost like if it was up to diana she'd have all of the women from emergent mm -hmm. to better yeah. most popping in there and you know unfortunately things like that don't work out um and you know i started this segment with molly creepy by la mastol she's not included in this lineup but she mm -hmm. is 
hottest female artist right now in DR. Mm. You know, if she had a visa and if it was up to us, she'd be yes. That's how lit she is right now. And you know, I always talk about rappers and lyricists and artists of El Barrio being the journalists of their neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And she she represents what you know, (laughs) what Barrio uh, woman is like in DR. So. I really, I really fuck with her music, and that's why I, I put her as the first track. She's not gonna be a part of it, but I did want to highlight her. Um, we have a very interesting lineup. Um, there's a few people that obviously aren't included, and you know, a lot of people were reached out to, especially mm-hmm. the most known, and unfortunately, they can't be a part of it. But you know, we start off with Queen Parker who's a lit lyricist from New. Uh, she's originally from Santo Domingo, but raised in the Bronx as a teenager mm-hmm. uh she does a lot of trap and drill and she's a mm. super fire lyricist i i motive i want to motivate everyone to go over to on the radar they do a lot of freestyle videos she's on the radar and check out her fist freestyle queen parker freestyle are on nice on, we'll on make sure radar. to find the link and put it yeah. um in our show notes yes yes she that uh Elias Beats, Elias Beats, he's a really dope producer from San, uh Santiago, mm-hmm. I believe. He's mm-hmm. Dominican Republic. Um and he I think it's El Beeple. He um I don't know if it's El Beeple or one of those other like or like 90s merengue tracks that he samples and it's amazing. Really dope. So she did a great job. Um so we wanted to have somebody from New York. Diana felt really strongly about, and I feel really strongly about Queen Parker because, you know, she's someone that is emerging, um, Mm -hmm. you know, necessarily doesn't have a team the way a lot of other women do in this space. And we really wanted to create a space of visibility for someone who's hustling out here and, you know, trying to be seen. So that's why Queen Parker's there. She's really dope. Um, In terms of DR rising, Lismar, Lismar is also she she's also a spitter. Mm-hmm. She is really dope. Mm-hmm. We have a, we have Seyen on in, in the lineup and you guys will hear her too. Um she is I think she's she's a teenager still. She's super young. Yeah. And she does a lot of drill trap. Her hard her 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 main um genre is trap like she's a, a yeah. pretty dope spitter so you know we start off with the trap and the rap and and that type of energy and we move on to Chelsea who's also emerging um a lot of people know her for like film and stuff like that and she's slowly tapping into music she's been slowly tapping into music for a few years um so it kind of transitions into her we then have La Perversa. Hey. <laughs> hey, okay. I'm so excited to see Yailin and La Perversa because I've been following them since they were viral yeah. for dancing. Like, you know, they in 2018, they were known as these girls that were doing this new dembow dance. I feel mm-hmm. for those I've been following them both for a really long time. It has different dance eras, you know, and yeah. her era had the paquitín, <laughs> dale paquitín. <laughs> You know, and and the way they they were dancing became such a huge commotion. They went viral. So seeing them get into music, I, I've, I've been studying their entire evolution, like, so closely. And seeing how far they've come, it just makes me, like, a proud mom, even though they don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I be feeling that way sometimes about yeah. people. And like, la Perversa is <laughs> <laughs> dope because I did interview her for Teen Vogue. And we got to talk a lot about her upbringing and, you know, she's a dancer, but she's a all around dancer. Like she, for those that don't, who don't know what Alibaba is, it's like a really fast mm-hmm. mambo, like it's street mambo. Like, mm-hmm. and the dance, those, the footwork to that is super, super intense and dope. Wow. And like, you have to be super talented to keep up with the with with with, with Alibaba. So she she was an Alibaba dancer. She danced a lot of things, um, mm-hmm. and, and you see that in her performance. I mean, they call her Mama Tarima. <laughs> <laughs> hey, amazing. Um, we then have Meli Mel, who's an OG spitter as well. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Meli mm-hmm. Mel. I, I've given her flowers to her in the past as well. Like she carved a, an important space on being for women. Um. And I think 
it's interesting to see women like her and like Superable in this in this lineup because mm-hmm. it's so nice for them to have this moment and share like you know it's kind of like I don't want to say it's an old generation a new generation moment it's just that like every woman has has had their own fight and has yeah um had their own lucha and has had uh even sometimes their own privileges within this space and they're mm-hmm. you know each has their own experience and each marked a moment in rap or Dominican quote unquote urbano um mm-hmm. specifically el movimiento you know um and to see them with the new generation and those that are rising it's going to be a very interesting experience you know um la insuperable seeing her there you know she's still dropping music like she has not She's been yeah yeah she's been I mean, gone. I mean, soy mama, which we're gonna listen to too. The remix opens up with Cardi, like <laughs> yeah, damn. Ponga <laughs> mama. <laughs> so you know that's a uh, you know that's really dope. Um, and La Superable is one of those artists that have always incorporated outside of you know, uh, lo que uno siempre encuentra en la música urbana, like. Mm-hmm. The- she's also included like the percussion found in merengue and like you know infusing different dominican styles in her in her music and a lot of people when they think of um musica dominicana and women you know like super separable's name pops up a lot because yeah been able to navigate specifically like really in a good way different worlds at the same time mm-hmm. that's dope and then um we are finalizing and then ending the show with Yaline, who, you know, we just spoke about her. She also started yeah. off as a dancer and has had her, her own journey and is doing really good. She just dropped the bachata, uh, following solo, which follows Solo Tuyo, which we just heard now. And mm-hmm. it's, it's been nice to see her in like bachata and singing. Um, I love her on them both, but it's, it, it shows a very soft side of her. Mm. And, I feel like one of my theories is that these tracks have somehow humanized her in media, um, even yeah. though she just deserves that humanization. Right, right. Anybody person. deserves it, of course. But I do feel like since dropping these, you know, soft romantic tracks, the desamor um, or amor, um, there is a different angle to the way like media is approaching her like it's a softer mm. way and you know it says a lot to like even barrial women like women mm. who are hood bitches who mm-hmm. rap about certain things you know we're not seen as soft we're not i mm. say we're you know, I'm a hood bitch. <laughs> 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 but like you know we don't get the grace to be seen as like yo like this could actually hurt me yeah you know? like mm. you're not a statue there like getting all these different comments and stuff like that so um yeah i'm excited for the show and these are all the women that are going to show up and i'm gonna be hosting <laughs> wow that's so what dope. a lineup all of that. yeah exciting. well why don't we listen to your next track which is one of the the women in your lineup um you picked eta flaca by la perversa let's take a listen Y es que cualquiera traga por un polvo de esta flaca Si quieres dame tienes que entregar la paca Tú quieres que te mueva el culo y que taca Tú tienes que darme ese sí o si no, no me la saca mm. Cualquiera traga por un polvo de esta flaca Si quieres dame tienes que entregar la paca Tú quieres que te mueva el culo y que taca Tú tienes que darme ese sí o si no, no me la saca about this particular track jenny you see a lot of how much la pereza has improved 
um, mm. in terms of melody, the way she projects her voice. Um, I also like it because it, it it dropped three months ago, but it's a direct reflection of how you know that that street nightlife is looking like in like mm-hmm. what it. Mm-hmm. And the dancers and stuff like that and i just love how she plays with the camera like she really owns it like yes this is me um i loved how her ang- outside of the song itself i i just really like the visual aspect of this mm. movie. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nice yeah. so i know you i saw you mention something on social media that there was some backlash or some mm-hmm. kind of like something going on with this with this event um can you tell us a little bit more about what went down yeah i mean i think um in new york there was just like a lot of hard feelings about who was chosen as the Mm -hmm. main you know the the one that represents new york and Mm -hmm. it's one of those situations that's really hard because if it was up to us we'd have all the women and it was just one of those moments where it's really sad because as a community um and as someone that's been fighting for this movement, um, it's really hard to see when your community isn't supporting something because either someone isn't included or because, you know, whatever feelings they have. And like yeah. I mentioned in the beginning, this is this is very revolutionary because it's competing with a lot of things. It's competing with mm-hmm. culture itself. You know, mm-hmm. we're used to a different um, lifestyle when it comes to seeing this, like we go to the club, we buy our hookah, we buy our table, we buy, we're purchasing a vibe, like and experience. Yeah. yeah, this is a different kind of experience, and it's like if you really support these artists, you know, show up here because this is you are mm-hmm. contributing and investing in a way that they're really gonna be able to like get visibility and and profit off of it at the end of the day, you know. Um, there was a lot of communicators that were coming at me. They didn't mm. know who I was. And I'm just like, you mm. know, Google's free. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know For what to real. tell you. Google's free. Like, search my name, bitch. You don't know who I am. For real. <laughs> right? yeah, you're about to find out. <laughs> like, y'all gotta find out who I am. And, you know, it's been a really, at first it was a really tough experience. And then also me navigating Latin media, well, specifically Dominican media, because it's so mm. different. Um, so it was just, it was a, it was a hard journey around that time. Um, but a lot of men after those tweets stepped in and they're just like, nah, y'all not going to go through this. Like, so Mm. we, thanks to those tweets, we did actually gain, um, some allies in, in a way that like, they were just like, nah, like we need to make sure, or I need to make sure that I'm educating these other men, um, Mm -hmm. And showing them what you guys are doing is super important. And I shout out to Max, Max Escobar. Like he's from, he has a really long, list, uh, extensive resume of working in Latin trap and and doing things along with the Dominicans that really um, trailblazed the genre. And he was a director of Latin for Audio Mac for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And he in, he was just like, nah. <laughs> he got a lot of people. Yeah. He got their same make sure they gathered got their everybody. Yeah. So it's like, you know, again, it's one of those experiences where like, you know, having that good, healthy male energy in a space that's the power dynamic were obviously like not at the top and mm-hmm. um, how th- it just it just proved like pure allyship like that's how allyship is supposed to be and like how he he did the work to make sure like people understood like why this is important you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i think it's so important these moments in advancing like the ripple effect that they have going forward right because once it's okay for like one like ticketed event to have like a fully women lineup and you see it getting visibility and you see like the allies also getting behind it um it speaks volumes to other people in the same way that like you know like the first generations of mujeres en el movimiento in this space like speak to the younger mujeres and what is yeah. coming up like know that there's a space for this for them yeah and something i will say it's like what's what's clear is clear like we know when it's the first it's always harder it's always when you're the first because you're breaking tradition you're going against i keep saying we're fighting culture we're we're, Mm -hmm. we're celebrating and fighting culture at the same time and that's crazy you know these two realities can exist at the same time um one thing that luini corporan said in our interview which i'm glad he said was you know he said I, I feel like I have to say this, that we've been very um, greedy 
uh these past years and he was like do you feel you know this why do you feel like it took so long mm. an event like this to happen and take place and Chelsea went in and said you know it happened because the women thought of it yeah Men thinking about it you know like it mm -hmm. happened because it's a Dominican woman making something for Dominican women for the Dominican community the Latin world everyone's welcome everyone's welcome but right he wanted to do something for culture for Dominican women and it was coming from a woman it I don't think this would have been done anytime soon if it was men you know mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely because they just aren't thinking about it in the same way yeah and I also saw you know as a journalist and as somebody that you know for a long time I worked independently working with a lot of artists in mm -hmm. uh, publicity in the art seeing the lack of attention and the lack of just the negligence to be honest around this event from u.s latin media um yeah. was very interesting to me as well and the type of comments around there because i know that if it was other artists that mm -hmm. are either attached to bigger artists or or that you know are part of the like favorites list yeah there is like a favorite list. And, you know, as journalists, we know yeah. that when you're working in a certain publication and you need a certain publicist, mm -hmm. you know, relationships to 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 stay strong. Like you sometimes even do favors with like, oh, OK, let me cover this other artist, make sure that they're getting visibility. And, you know, a lot of these women don't even have publicists. <laughs> so it's yeah. Not, right. Yeah. You know, it's not like the, a, a journalist could be like, oh, my God, your publicist also has so and so like, I right. you know, and I say that transparently because that's the politics yeah. of journalism and U.S. Latin media. And it's like, if you don't know that now, you know, <laughs> right. a lot of people yep. work that way, you know. Yeah, that's absolutely the way it is. Why don't we take a listen to your next pick, which is by Lismar, who you mentioned on the lineup. This one's called Seyenan. El amor me falló par de veces, por eso yo me enamoré del dinero. Yo no quiero coro con ninguno porque toditos suenan por traicionero. A nombre de Amapola y a nombre Manuelo ya tengo lleno el cenicero. A tu palo mataron de adelante, por eso voy en el asiento trasero. Que se vaya para el diablo del que dice ser real y tiene su doble cara. O que baje a los minas para que vea cómo se siente la maldita para. Yo no cuento mis planes porque siempre hay un envidioso que va y te lo azara. Y si me da pa' me rica, llama a mi contacto que tengo a Guadalajara. Tengo la vida 20, 20 mil y pico, a mí nadie me sale con cuica. Muchos hablan y alegan que son leales, pero no saben qué significa. Y juro por mi Mike antes del 24 ya mi familia va a ser rica. Y quédense en su esquina que yo no hago coro con gente que hace menos lo que predica. Lo más importante en este juego el peso y el valor de tu palabra. Y ustedes todos son pussy porque no ejecutan ni hacen nada de lo que hablan. Yo siempre mantengo la calma, pero a veces mi parte mala se diabla y me da pato tomo más huevo ponerle la cara a la tabla. La tristeza yo la bajo por la nicotina. Por la sasa ya llamó a la poli la vecina. Quieren saber acá adentro que lo que se cocina. Se cocinan barras, se mueven locosos, no estamos en la esquina. En mi mente yo tengo una mina. Esta para salió de los minas. Ellos se llenan, pero es que lo entiendo. Los aparatos todos están de vitrina. Nosotros somos ángeles en la tierra. No piso por donde tú caminas. Y si salgo presa como el doble, mi carrera no se va a so tell us again, you, you mentioned that she's um, a really good rapper, but tell us again what you're, what are some of the things you like about this artist? I really like her. Uh, you know, I think I love Dembo. People know me a lot for Dembo, but also I just love mm -hmm. all genres. And I think women who stick to rap and just like, all right, this is my lane. Like, you know, it's very easy for women um, to fall into the like, I have to make Dembo to pick out women because Dembo is mm. what's leading yeah and women women who exist in a way where it's just like now nah, i'm gonna fucking do trap i'm gonna do drill mm -hmm. i'm gonna do especially drill and dr <laughs> so yeah. it's just like, it, shows, it shows an extra level of like como lucha que ya tienen because you know mm -hmm. she's a woman but now she's also fighting what the audience the audience wants and it's just like she knows she's women that are in this space that that are doing latin trap and like you know straight rap they know that they're cultivating uh fandoms that aren't as large as women who may be doing them both because popular music in dr is them both you know mm. that's yeah. music in dr so that her existence in that space is also revolutionary in its own for for that for that reason alone 
Yeah, it's super admirable um, when you, you think of artists who are just like following sort of like their artistic path first, you yeah. know, and like beyond everything else. It's not like it's not necessarily the easiest route. Yeah, because they're not betraying who they are. I, yeah. I remember I was I can't remember where was it that Bad Bunny said that like his trap era wasn't him. <laughs> mm. <laughs> just like interesting. Mm. But mm. I also, because I love that era. I love that bad boy. Yeah, I love that era. <laughs> also, I love that um, a lot of artists do feel like they have to first win the audience. You know, mm-hmm. you tend to see artists, you know, uh, you know, Bad Bunny isn't the same Bad Bunny he was a few years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. In terms of how he speaks about sexuality, how he dresses yeah. and all of that. And it's like for many artists, it's, they see it as a, you know, it's a, it's a slow process and you getting mm-hmm. uh, the audience to understand maybe who you are, like what you want to project as an audience. So it is admirable when, when people are just like, I'm not doing what popular yeah. people do. Like, this is who I am. This is what I want to rap about. And this is what y'all going to get. You either like it or don't. Yeah. The other thing that I think is so important to point out about these, um, you know, like the lineup of sort of like the mujeres of Dominican Dembo and mujeres of like El Movimiento in general um, is something that you mentioned earlier about how like this sort of like cultura barrial is like sort of the at the forefront of where some of this culture is. And sometimes we see people who like put it on like as sort of like an aesthetic having more success than like la gente que viene del barrio en verdad you know what I mean mm-hmm. and um I just I want to like put an extra point on that that like you know these are mujeres that are like really at the forefront of um what like popular culture is in Latin America and throughout Latin America right now yeah, I mean, they all came out in a Capeado track, and now I'm seeing Capeado Peru, Cape, like now there's other mm-hmm. countries of women making their own Capeado track, and mm-hmm. it just shows how viral these women go, because I think mm-hmm. people get too lost in streaming, and, yeah. streaming. and it's just like, it's when we look at Dominican music, they pop off on YouTube. They pop off on things mm-hmm. on, on, on platforms that align with survival. Right. And it, that just doesn't align with Dominican survival with all types of survival in Latin America. And we yeah. know that survival may look differently depending what country you're in. But one thing that always remains consistent is if you don't have money, you're not going to afford Spotify, but you can put YouTube on. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the way, um, Dominicans grow organically. YouTube has been an assessment in in that in that conversation and in that experience. Um, something we've seen with other genres is TikTok, right? Like Mexican regional has been huge on TikTok. How has TikTok been for Dominican music? I haven't huge. necessarily seen the same huge. huge okay, as well, there's like a whole bunch of them bow clips and sayings that mm-hmm. like people all over use. Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting that right now there's like that sound where like it's came out of it's like out of the Latin people's hands now with like the toquicha like coming by like after that yeah, yeah. bolero. <laughs> I'm like, do these people know who that is? No, yeah. know that bolero? like it's like because it used to be like uh, in like Latin TikTok, you know, yeah. and then like it's yeah. sort of like it's like now it's like out of our hands. It's like yeah. all over the place. <laughs> yeah, but. It's so interesting to me, the thing about like how people like measure success, right? Like the Mm -hmm. industry knows how to measure success via Spotify Mm -hmm. streams. The industry knows how to measure success in a particular way, like record sales or whatever, like whatever it is in the moment that like is very um, central, usually to the United States, right? And an industry that's like sort of like really US centric. Um, And it makes me think about how, like, you know, I wrote this article about this electronic music style that came out, came up in the Barrios of Caracas, like 20 years ago. And like, according to the numbers, like nothing happened, right? Because everything was just copies of CDs, burnt CDs. And it was like all on Mercado Negro. It was all viral. Everybody, you know, like even like people, and it was so class and there was such a huge class divide that like, there are people there were people in venezuela at that time who like 
didn't know that there was being like an original genre of an electronic music being produced in Venezuela. It wasn't in the magazines. The media didn't know to pay attention to it. It wasn't in record stores, right? But it was moving like, you know, hundreds of thousands of units that were just like in as part of informal economies. And, you know, like 20 years later, there's like some people that have documented it and like, you know, like are seeing, you know, like DJ Baba, who was one of the people who did it, who like pioneered this genre is like playing Boiler Room now. And like people are like, wow, this sounds so yeah. interesting. And it's like, yeah, this is 20 years old, but people, there was no way to measure that at that time because people weren't measuring it. So like, it's interesting, like in these like Latin American survival economies that that's still happening, like 20 years later, we're, we still don't have like the industry doesn't have the forethought to be like, yeah, people aren't paying for Spotify in Latin America. Yeah. So that's why that's one of the main reasons I moved to DR, because as a freelance journalist, like I had a hard time getting people to care. You mm -hmm. know, thankfully I had allies when I wrote and people in Espanol when I wrote title, when I did the productions and stuff. Yeah. But it was still hard to get people to understand why it's important that El Alfa deserved a profile or like that these yeah. people deserve profiles. They weren't getting pitches for, for them both. Mm -hmm. No, they're yeah. not being, they're not seeing these Dumbo artists, but these Dumbo artists, like every all of your favorite rappers and reggaetoneros were tr were tr were after them, trying to make mm -hmm. tracks, or you know, highlighting certain things about Dominican culture, and it's just like you know, it is hard. It was hard for me to pitch a specific artist if you over here looking at Spotify, right? <laughs> like, right, exactly. You know, no shade to Spotify, but it's like we're talking about communities and communities of people who throughout all the, this the, the entire continent that may not afford yeah. this plan, you know? So what is a survival? Outside of just the Caribbean, what is a survival? It's YouTube. Mm -hmm. you play that. Mm -hmm. There's YouTube parties. We had the same conversation the first time we spoke that literally mm -hmm. you can go to a get-together and people yeah. are just playing YouTube. Yeah, yeah. That's that happened to us in the DR on a rooftop. Yeah, it was, <laughs> just a, it was an amazing, you know, bachata YouTube DJ situation. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that you've had this experience, right? That you've been in the diaspora, you've been involved in New York, you've been in, you know, you have roots in Philly, and then you've been in the DR. Like, what do you see? You know, it's something we've been really interested in or thinking a lot about at Riley Manea about like the role of diaspora and like the both the relationship between people in the diasporas, like collaborating, and then also how it, how it, you know, um, how new things develop from the people that they're mm -hmm. also like in relationship with in diaspora, right? Like the Dominicans and the Puerto Ricans and the folks from Honduras and Panama and wherever it is, you know? And so I'm just wondering what, what you're seeing in terms of, you know, how are the scenes different in DR than in New York or in Philly? Like, what are you seeing in between these different diaspora? Well, the first thing I will say is, um, and this, I said it in the clip that went viral too, is just that they asked why in the United Palace. And it's just like, bro, mm. La bachata wow. y el limbo, el reggaeton no se pega without the diaspora, first of all. Yeah. Mm. Nope. None of that. None of that se pega without migration. Um, Dominicans have been erased from the storytelling of, of reggaeton in a mm -hmm. way that, that I've been researching for a really long time. And hopefully I can, like, uh, bring it in a way that's maybe an audio visual or visual, but it's just, like, the way we've been erased in the commercialization of reggaeton is mm -hmm. crazy. And I'm going to bring it all to just Let's just focus on New York. Um, yeah. Let's first start with, with Bachata y Dembo. Bachata y Dembo both, both went through a similar experience of mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. it's being ostracized by government, being ostracized by society, by people who may look at it as classless, if it's too barrio, it's too barrial, or it's too campo. Who are the people that are moving out of DR? It's people that right. are in search of opportunity. It's working class people. It's poor people. It's people that are coming from barrios and, and campos. If you're living well in DR, you're not leaving DR. Right. So these people are, are bringing culture and their music together to New York. So in a time where bachata was looked down on and people mm -hmm. that danced bachata were looked down on, immigrants were up in uptown blasting that shit in bodegas, at yeah. corners, and that served as distribution. Bachata no se pega if it wasn't for the diaspora. Then both mm -hmm. tampoco se pega if it wasn't for the diaspora because then both fought such a lucha that even rappers didn't even believe in it. It took they took mm -hmm. it a move. Um and I think 
when you're in a space, something that is universal for immigrants, especially in a space like the U.S., where the U.S. wants you to assimilate, wants you to forget your first, your your native, you know, your other language. I'm not going to say first mm -hmm. because it's all colonization, but yeah. um, the language of the tongue language of your parents, um, the way you look and your culture, like they want us to feel so bad about it. And I feel mm -hmm. the Latino community we've been we've done such a great job with not assimilating and just fighting back through culture of it's just like nah like i'm gonna wear these chanclas nah i'm gonna blast my music like we're policed in such a level that we can't even play music yeah. loud and that's even a, that's a different conversation you know but mm -hmm. um diaspora has played such a huge role in even the distribution and the success of these genres and when i think of reggaeton like uptown was such a key important market yeah. outside of mm -hmm. dr uptown was such a key important market for the rise of reggaeton like that's that that cannot be debated you know yeah. um so we can't talk about the rise of these genres and 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 what 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 they played in and how culture evolved without talking about the diaspora in a place like New York, for example. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's something we've been thinking about a lot, you know, in the last like, you know, year or so we've been thinking about how like movements of people just like shape sound, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why don't we take a listen to your La Insuperable um, pick? We're going to listen to the Soy Mama remix. Suck my dick! So tell us about why you picked this one. First of all, we got to give Lain Superable for flowers because she's a genius. Oh, um, like she got Cardi B in the intro. Um, it was very subtle. Like it's funny because I heard her voice. I was like, is that Cardi? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and she has Farina. I love that she included Farina. Mm -hmm. I feel like Farina is a very underrated artist in Latin. She's a really dope uh, lyricist, I feel. And she has Yaelin. Um, and I love that part when Yaelin says, Ahora todo el mundo quiere ser dominicana. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, girl, sing that shit out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting for her to come out with a song saying, Suck my dick, because it's like, I feel like that's such a Northeastern quote. Mm -hmm. like, it really East Coast, is. Northeast um saying to say like i remember i said it and people around the midwest were around me and they were just like what did you just say <laughs> like suck my dick <laughs> it was they were looking at me like that's, that's good <laughs> um like you really just said that <laughs> but so used like it's part of our everyday language of like yeah, nah, yeah. like get out of here you can yeah <laughs> Um, so seeing that and I feel like that's also diasporic of how like her traveling and even the, the influences that she's getting like it, it's been interesting uh, to see that evolve with, within her too like she's been dropping a lot of like her last her last track Mame, uh, Mame Lokanda has um, like Jersey Jersey club music influences yeah so. Jersey club's having a little moment in Latin music too yeah 
Um, so tell me about like what you are hoping um, audiences are going to leave with from the show. I just I want them to know that they contributed to a very important part in history. You know, I know that it, it's a, especially with mm-hmm. today's economy, it is a sacrifice to pay mm-hmm. a certain amount for tickets. And I, I, I want that the end goal is just they felt that they were really part of like history in the making of like an experience of a moment of like, mm-hmm. wow, like, this is the first time it's being done and I got to experience it live, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm I was really, really happy to see this. It looks so, so dope. And we're so excited that um we know we get to talk about it with you and that we get to highlight it. Um, it's very clear that it's like a historic thing. And um, you know, I'm also really excited, not just for the audiences, but also for the artists that are gonna be up on that tarima. Mm-hmm. Que nunca han estado una tarima así in the past, you know what I mean? So that's really dope. And there are gonna be surprise guests, so Ooh. <laughs> very exciting well i don't think we've actually said the date yet that's june 24th um at 8 p.m tickets are on sale we're gonna put the link in the show notes so y'all should make it make your way to new york this is gonna be um epic so we've got we've got one more song for our main episode but i also want to ask you jenny what do you think is like on the horizon for el movimiento like what do you what do you see coming um, it's interesting because I think now with like a lot like Peso Pluma and, and Frontera mm-hmm. being so, such a huge topic of conversation, there was this narrative of like, oh, them both died. And I'm just like, no. Mm. <laughs> oh, come on. There's no. no space like, for you're one. I'm not going to say that. Come on. Like there was a lot of big <laughs> narrative of like, oh, them both settles didn't appreciate their moment. They could have done hard. Like they, and I'm just like, nah, that's, y'all not going to do this. And you know, Absolutely like not. people like us, we know how the industry works, how visibility works, how systemic it is and -hmm. it's just like i think um any mexican genre has always been very popular Mm -hmm. um but it doesn't mean that like an entire genre is just gonna erase out of the face of this earth because you know the the top songs aren't them bowls you know and yeah um i see a lot of really dope things happening for this i i'm i actually am i get more excited the more i go back to dr because i've had the cycle of going every three months to make sure I'm staying in contact with the culture and with people and like the way a lot of artists are organizing and making sure that they're understanding the industry um, is very admirable. And I feel like the next few years, it's, it's a moment of like, um, organ- like these years are pivotal because it's, it's just showing how people are getting organized and making sure they're understanding the business, which is even more important. Yeah. And I think, you know, even events like this, like it's fighting culture, like there's a lot of things that are done out of survival, but Mm -hmm. erases our, we get erased from, from music telling, from documentation, from everything. It's like, we're moving like this because this is how it makes sense for artists and people and, and for the experience. And it's like, yeah, that's cool that they can do these clubs every single night and three to four if they wanted to, but it's also erasing them out of the storytelling of these genres because there is no data, there is no documentation. You're not showing up and having these huge concerts on a level that like, Anthony Santos is one of the most legendary bachateros. There's no mm-hmm. way in hell he should be coming up to like clubs. Like he needs to show up right. in the square garden, have a yeah. Party, you know. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if, you, sure. if this is how you know how to be in business, like playing clubs, like then you can't be like, well, how many tickets can you sell? Like you just you don't even have that information. A track you know? record. Don't have that yeah. information. Yeah, yeah. So um I, it's really, you know, it's really dope work also to like make those connections, right? For artists and like provide that platform so that like next time, you know, like these artists will be like, well, you know, like we should we sold, you know, X amount of tickets at United Palace uh, under this sort of like lineup, you know, um, and all of that helps. But, um, you know, you got to know all those things. And it's so fucking interesting to me, um, like how you're saying that people are saying that's like, oh, you know, Mexican regional rises up. So then Bo has to die. It's like the same shit they do to women, too. It's like, well, there's one woman coming up and another woman comes up. So like you missed your moment. Like there can only be one. Like you can only have Mexican music or Dominican music or Puerto. No, you know, it's just like, come yeah. on. 
it just sucks. It, it, I felt I couldn't formulate like my, like I've, I'm still processing that because I've seen a lot of things that are also a little racist coming from, mm. like, you know, colleagues and stuff like that. And it's yeah. just, no, I mean, in a perfect world, if we really had head for this, um, they can, multiple realities and multiple genres can be existing at the same time. But with that in mm. Traditionally, we have to put all our eggs in one basket, and I don't understand why. Yeah, like, why can't yeah. we just embrace multiple things at the same time? No, we just have to put all our energy and time into one thing. Yeah, and that hurts us so bad. Yeah, no hace falta para nada. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, let's take a listen um, to your Queen Parker pick. This is called "I'm Back" remix. Hey, yo, mami, dámelo. Saca la Jedi, la sin compasión. Estamos claros que ninguno la corre. En bala traba y se le fueron todos. Yo estoy loco por amar un desorden. Porque ese cabra se llenó. Y yo mismo fui la única cabra. Está haciendo tiempo con todo su valor. This bitch isn't ready for this one. <laughs> this fuck is loop, but me ninguna son nice. They know about this life. Get into los minos on the mi side. They know about this life. La gana en el bloque, andamos a rular. They know about this life. Que no me llegan, tiene que estar high. Bitch, they know about this life. Salí con mi rubia que siempre anda con su morena Frené pa' tu bloque, no había ni 90 Pregúntale al trucho lo que le pasó cuando lo vimos La que la 170 Con un pene largo, con un pene corto Los carros tan llenos, tiran de tres puertas Na' me ATR, la gang anda ready Con unos menores que te sueltan 30 Yo ni tiré y corren como misil Deja de estar montando que no cantan drill Si en la cala la bien por ahí Suelto un tema con homies, son dos DDP En el norte yo lo quiero ver Vamos a ver si el penco llega vivo al país Ellos homies, tú te crees la cabra Pues cámbiate el nombre y ya ponte taiki Solo con la ganga, familia y respeto Dame mi porciento, contado y completo tu chorita dura, pero allí en mi cuero no salga pa' afuera sin el pene entero Porque los demonios te pueden cazar Tu cuerpo prendido dentro del cenicero Si hablaste del sol no te vamos a chancear Pregúntale al trucho, se mama huevo Menores dispuestos solo por respeto Buscando papeles, metido en proyecto Guerreando moreno, se pasan de fresco Se tiran, te frenan porque son del gueto Vendiendo verduras y eso está completo Tu jeva me tira porque se lo meto Los cueros más duros los tengo You're not about this life This is such a fun one, tell us about this one um uh i really like this because it has the the i'm a if i was a rich girl sample in the beginning mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was mm -hmm. a nice nostalgic moment but also like it's her reintroducing herself to to el movimiento in nueva york and in norte um you know she had a moment where she was a little off and I, again, I find it admirable that ella está luchando and she's like, nah, I'm gonna make it, you know? So she came back with a whole bunch of other tigueritos that are also like <laughs> rising and emerging. And, you know, she looks like a like a little, you know, matatana in that video. Yeah. Like, yes, I'm the bitch, I'm here. <laughs> um, la, la Queen Parker, out of all the women, I've got to really get to know the most and mm. really excited for her. I think she has so much potential and I'm, I am I can't wait to see like all the other tracks she's dropping between us and everyone else. She has a really, really, really dope Arcángel sampled track. And then you guys will get to listen at the show. So That's so fun has a lot of things that are coming and i like this i like the energy of this song and i love how she's just like yeah this is my reintroduction and i'm not leaving i love that i love that mm -hmm. i love that energy it's just like mm -hmm. i don't care what you think you have time for you got time yeah. for me and it's very new york <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i love that energy that's great thank you so much for coming on the show it's been such a pleasure to reconnect with you same. Thank you for having me here. It was a great talk, like always. <laughs> like always. <laughs> where um, where should folks follow you? I know you're on IG. I know you're on Twitter. There are other places. Yeah. We'll put you know links in the show notes. But so you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram with Jennifer Motaval, J E N N I F E R M O T A V A L. Motaval is not my last name. It's Motavaldez, but you know Valdez just will look too long. <laughs> <laughs> Um and you can follow me on my website at Jenny Mota J E N N I M O T A dot com. You can follow a lot of my work there, and you can follow Mujeres del Movimiento at Mujeres del Movimiento on Instagram, and you can purchase on Ticketmaster. 
Well, thank you so, so much for coming on. It's always such a joy to talk to you. You're so smart and have such mm-hmm. really always interesting analysis around culture. And um, we love having you on. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah, and thank you for the work you do. It's important. It's really important. Thank you, thank you so much. And thank you to all the listeners that are supporting my girl. And... Yes. <laughs> um, well, all of the things that you all heard on today's show, we're going to include in our show notes. Make sure to go there to buy your tickets for the event on Saturday, June 24th. And um, as always, all of it is going to be there. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, sign up for our newsletter. Y'all know the draw. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Maite for your editing, and we will see y'all next week. Hasta la próxima. Bye. Tribu y de todo, yo hago tribu y de todo Cuando me voy a morir, yo hago tijera y de todo Dame sonido, Babilón